Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the American Safeguard Insurance Studios. Your hosts, Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, your source for Arkansas high school sports. You are now between the mats. Welcome to Between the Mats. I am Matt McJunkins. Alongside me is the Maddie Stats Wilcox. How you doing, Matt? What's up, Junk? We got some guys in here with us tonight, yes, huh? Yes, sir. Yes, Why don't sir. you introduce them for us? Yeah, we got special guests in here uh, with us, some Greenbrier High School seniors. We got Mr. Number 24, Reed Nixon, uh, number 9, Cooper Wilcox, and number 15, Nicholas well, Hewitt. So uh, we got a special treat for you guys today. Um we're going to interview these guys when we get to our 5A section. They've got a huge game this week against the rivalry Valonia for a 5A West Conference Championship. It is championship week. It is. Across yes, the state. Absolutely. Some great, great ball games this week. So, uh, But we'll get started uh, right now as we normally do with a little bit of hog talk. We were off last week, so we didn't get to talk about the hogs. But I got Mississippi State coming into town junk, and I think before last week, the, yes. the win over Kentucky, I felt pretty good about this I, game. I felt great until I saw that. Yeah. And I don't feel bad. We're at home. Yeah. You know, we we should be healed up a little bit. I saw Burks is going to be back. He's fine. Right. We'll see. I wish we had Catalan. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. You know, looking at these numbers, uh, so if you haven't got a chance to watch Mississippi State play since, um, oh, what's head coach's name? Mississippi State, yeah. old Mike Leach. Leach, since he moved in. Let me give you a little bit of the numbers here. Will Rogers, their quarterback, has 327 for 435 this year. For 2,890 yards, at 75% completion rate. But he's only averaging 6.6 .6 yards a catch. So, yeah, 19 touchdowns. Just to put that in perspective, KJ is 110 of 178. And uh, looking at the rushing numbers, they've only ran the ball 169 times this year compared to us. We've ran it 370. Yeah, a little lopsided there. <laughs> so, you know, I think I think with, you know, our, our defensive coordinator, his plan, he'll probably drop eight and rush three yep. like he did last year. Um, they'll probably dink and dunk us, but I just don't think – I think we'll control the line of scrimmage, and in the end I think we'll win this ball game. Well, it's it's going to be real important that – when we rush three, that we can get a pressure. Because, you know, Mississippi State every year, they've got big big boys up front. Sure. But in order for us to be successful deep, we're going to have to drop eight. Yeah, going to have and, to. And to do that, we've got to get those ends coming off hot and get some pressure. You know, the only thing that, that concerns me a little bit with Mississippi State is, you know, looking at the 6.6 .6 yards average per catch, is they get it out of their hands pretty quick. That's right. Little short routes, and then they just let the receivers do the work. Right. So, um, we'll have to cover the, the outside, the flats pretty good. And and by bringing somebody extra, you're not going to have much time to get there. No, you're not. So, I don't know. It, it ought to be a good ball game. Uh, we're averaging 465 yards on offense a game. They're averaging 425. We're giving up 334, and they're giving up 313. So, the numbers are pretty pretty similar. Yeah. I, you know, I think it's it's kind of a crapshoot. I yeah. mean, really, yeah. uh, it could go either way. Right. I like that we're at home. Yeah. I mean, we're five and three. Got a chance to get bowl eligible yeah. with a win here. We're maybe, at home, and, and maybe they maybe it's a little hangover for them. Yeah. After that win over Kentucky, maybe, maybe. What you? Who are you going with? I'm going hogs by six. I'm going hogs by four. All right, I like it. So UCA big win on the road last week, beat Jacksonville State 38 to 14. Uh, that makes UCA 4-4 four and four on the season. Braylon Smith was 22 of 35 for 229 yards and a touchdown. Darius Hill, the running back, he's a freshman junk, and he's had some, some great ball games lately. Had 25 carries for 125 yards and a touchdown. Uh, the Bears are back home this week against Texas Wesleyan. Yeah, and I want to give a shout-out to Logan Jessen. Jessup. Yep. I almost said Jessup. Jessup. I ate lunch with Logan today. Did you? Yeah, and we talked about you. <laughs> but uh, dude is – Killing it. Yes. Right now, he's leading the A-Sun in sacks. Freshman, right? Freshman. Yeah. Uh, second year, maybe. Yeah, I think so. I think I think he's maybe like a COVID freshman. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, he's got like four years of eligibility left. <laughs> he's been here for like eight already. Right. He's leading the A-Sun. He, uh, he's got like 1.3 tackles for loss per game. That's awesome. Which in, which in college, that's yeah. real good. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, he's just he just keeps doing it. I asked him, I said, what were your stats? He's like, well, I'm not sure yet because yeah. they had one play where – he hit the he he hit the quarterback. It looked like maybe a fumble, but 
the quarterback threw it, went up with it, and another guy came up under it and caught it. So they don't know if it's an interception or a fumble. I got you. So he either got a hurry <laughs> or a force or a force fumble. <laughs> so. That's awesome. And a good young man. man oh, he just, is bright. Good, good dude. Yeah. Arkansas State lost again at South Alabama, uh, thirty-one to thirteen. That puts the Red Wolves at one and seven on the season. Uh, Struggle bus road doesn't get any easier for the Red Wolves. They're at home this Saturday against App State, so uh, maybe up, some of those fifty-two transfers can figure it out. Yeah, up against it. So talk about hey, your, talk hey, you. About go your, you're going to talk about it because apparently I threw away my notes. Did you what? You, you threw. <laughs> here you go. Okay. I'm always, them, I'm always here away. to help. There you jump. go. You got me. All right, so my boys, <laughs> yeah, number three in the nation, Harding Bisons, 73-14 to 14 over Northwest Oklahoma Saturday, 674 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns, no pass attempts. That's insane. <laughs> that is absolutely <laughs> nuts. So they're 8-1, and one, um, number three in the nation, according to D2Football.com. Right. Cole Chancey, I, I got online to see who who had me how many yards rushing each one had. Cole Chancey, who is the all time Harding rushing re- record, he also has the GAC all time rushing record. He had like forty five yards rushing. What? <laughs> are you there serious? were like three guys with a hundred yards rushing. I think it was just one of those deals. Like, why are we going to get Cole yeah. beat up? Right. Uh, but yeah, dude That's is awesome. so good. That's awesome. I think so, he's. I think he had fifty six. 59. Last week, last week he had his 59th touchdown. That's impressive. Russian touchdown. I mean, you think about in today's college football and, and the, the the time of the spread and these high-flying offenses, and then you yeah. look at Harding, who never throws it. Flex bone. Flex bone, just run it down your throat. Tell you, when they do throw it, they're usually open because <laughs> nobody's covered. you got 11 in the box. That's right. <laughs> it's fun to watch them, though, because, you seriously, you see eight and nine in the box, and you're like – there is nowhere to go. Yeah, they just block. It, it opens up. up. Yeah, it opens up, and and, and it's like first down. They're going to run up the middle, knowing that they're going to get one yard. Yeah, it's like, and if they no get problem. three, hey, they're ahead of the chains. And let me tell you, <laughs> third nine for them. Nobody they're running. Do. That's crazy. Yeah, it's just it's it's a different mindset. That's but what let me they do. It's not a good thing to do when you're behind, though. <laughs> That's if right. you get behind. Clock is not on your side. That's true. That's true. All right. So that's all for our college talk. We'll jump into our picks from last week. Junk. I don't know if I'm gonna catch you, my man. Man, it's not you, looking good, you, Matt. You, you extended your lead. Not gonna lie, it's not looking good. You extended your lead again. I will say we were both A students last week. Yeah. We were not yeah. A students this week. Well, it was Halloween week. We stayed up, and watched scary movie. Well, that's right. You may have. I didn't. Uh, no, I was. <laughs> taking kids to every trunk or treat in South or right. in Central Arkansas. So, I did beat you this week, which is, you know, not that uncommon. Kind of common. Yeah, lately. right. Yeah. But I only beat you by one. We both went from A's to C's. Yeah. I was 19 for 25 for 76%, and you were 18 for 25. To our defense, we, we picked on the fly last week. Oh, we did. <laughs> like, literally during the show because we had not picked. Yeah. This week, though, scares me. Yeah, there's a lot of tough games. Yeah, I mean, there, there were probably – of our 25, I bet you 15 of them I didn't feel good. Like, yeah. like could go either way. Sure, I agree. So, I still have a chance. There's still down, play- you're just down by five. Yeah, still playoffs. And we got left. playoffs. That's right. Playoffs. That's right. All right. So, let's get into our players' highlights of the week. And, man, do we have a bunch of them. There were some yes. good performances last Friday night. And we will start at Bentonville West. Mr. Carson Morgan, 32 carries for 206 yards and two touchdowns. His teammate, Ty Durham, had seven catches for 127 yards and one touchdown. And then Mr. Braden Jones, used to be a Greenbrier boy, but decided to move to Northwest Arkansas, had 13 tackles, three tackles for loss, two sacks, a forced fumble, and one rushing touchdown. How would you like to have him right now in here with these boys? Oh, my goodness. Talking about playing Bologna Friday night. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right, over in Conway, Donovan Amalo, 20 for 28, 185 yards, two touchdowns. Also scored a two-point conversion and ran in a touchdown as well. And you're going to make me say it again this week, aren't you? No, nope, I'll do it. All right. I'll do it. Sorry. I, I try to cope. I try to do it to where he doesn't have to talk about you. <laughs> and every week it ends up he has to. So, I'm going to do it this week. So, Greenbrier, Cooper Wilcox, 13 for 16, 317 yards, five touchdowns, 11 carries, 137 yards, and one touchdown. Amazing game. Not going to lie. That was maybe his best. I believe it was. Performance of the year. Yeah. Uh, Carter McElhaney, 
four catches, 175 yards, two touchdowns. Kid had, in two plays, had like 150-something yards. 147 yards in two plays. Uh, Nick Hewitt from Greenbrier, who's in here with us, 11 carries, 123 yards, one touchdown, five tackles, two for loss. And he punched a fumble out, but they called a personal foul. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I just thought I'd throw that in there. It, was that when you was that you that got the hit? And you tackled too hard. Yeah, you got the penalty for tackle. Yeah. That, so t- explain that to me. What's the what's it called? What do they call it? Uh, for to forcible contact. Yeah, forcible contact. To me, that says you tackled too hard. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Forcible contact. I hope every player we have, when they (laughs) contact somebody, it's forcible. That's exactly right. All right, and then the last one from Greenbrier is a sophomore. Making his first start. Well, he did, and he did did it well. Miles Miller, four catches for 94 yards and a touchdown. Coop threw one right over the middle, floated it over to him. Yeah. About a 50-yard pass. Yeah, it was sweet. It was awesome. Great job by Miles. And Miles also had some good defensive plays. Yeah, he did. All right, over in Arkadelphia, Greenbrier, these boys are uh, familiar with these two names. Yeah. Mr. J. Sean Davis, two touchdowns on 160 yards rushing in the first half. The human bowling ball. And Braylon Bailey at Arkadelphia had two touchdowns in the first half and 141 total yards. I didn't see what uh, Donovan had did. No, I didn't either. But I bet he probably didn't play more than a half. Probably not. Over at Boonville, Randon Ray, 17 carries, 173 yards, three touchdowns. His brother, Rye Ray, 15 carries, 142 yards, and one touchdown. Let me read you a little stat on. Oh, yeah, on, yeah. Tell us on about it. Randon Ray. I saw this on Twitter. This kid has started at Boonville now and has won 34 straight conference games as a starter. He's 435 yards away from the school rushing record, and he's 192 yards away from joining the 4,000 yard club. That's wow. pretty impressive. Who do they play this week? You remember? Mm, I don't remember off the top of my head. So, I mean, he could break that 4,000 yards this week if he has a, a great game. Let's see. They play at Perryville. So, could happen. Uh, Perryville's not bad. No. But uh, you would think, at least with the playoffs, he's going to get it. Oh, yeah. It'll happen. All right. So, uh, it's you, Alma. Yep. So, Alma, Mr. Joe Trusty, the quarterback, had a good night against Greenbrier. Had 21 passes for 267 yards, three touchdowns, and also had a rushing touchdown. He was tough. He was. He 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 did not want to go down. No. Uh, Jalen Dupree at Malvern, 22 carries, 185 yards, two touchdowns. Also at Malvern, Braylon Watson, 18 carries, 128 yards, two touchdowns. And then Carter Martin, three catches for 85 yards, one touchdown, and a 69-yard interception return. Very nice. In Ozark, Mr. Eli Massengill, 21 carries for 116 yards. And Landon Wright, 16 carries for 97 yards. Well, those two seem like they're on here every week. Yeah. Up at Bentonville, Chaz Nimrod, three catches for 131 yards and two touchdowns. C.J. Brown, three catches for 108 yards and two touchdowns. Three catches for 131 yards, pretty good catch average. Yeah, it's real good. <laughs> In Greenwood, Greenwood's playing well right now. Mr. Hunter Houston, 17 for 29, 297 yards, two touchdowns. Javon Williamson, 21 carries, 113 yards, two touchdowns, one catch for 25 yards and a touchdown. And Landon Nelms had two interceptions on the night for Greenwood. And then their teammate, L.J. Robbins, four catches, 93 yards, and a 72-yard touchdown. Over in Cabot, Mason Bell, 20 carries, 135 yards, two catches, 29 yards. And then, of course, Braden Jay, who we talk about quite often. Every week. Yeah, four catches, 62 yards, eight carries for 68 yards and a score. A couple of other names that we hear every week on yes. here. Mr. Bladen Fike from Fayetteville was 21 of 26 for 270 yards and five touchdowns in the first half. Wow. Isaiah Centegia, nine catches, 143 yards, 55-yard touchdown there. And then Dylan, Dylan Kittle from Fayetteville, two touchdown catches and a 53-yard punt return for a touchdown. Over in North Little Rock, Torrance Moore, 20 carries, 122 yards. Big game for them this week. Big game. Tayshawn Johnson from Warren, five catches, 88 yards, two touchdowns. Riley Cornish, the quarterback there at Warren, was 10 of 12 for 176 yards and three touchdowns. And they are playing some football right now, John. Well, they are, and that's a good night. 10 for 12. Yeah. Uh, Trenton Haygood, Camden Harmony Grove, three touchdown catches. And their win over Rising, big win. Big win. Uh, Caleb Johnson, also from Camden Harmony Grove, threw for five touchdowns. What a night. In Russellville, Gavin Graham, 14 of 23, 197 yards, two touchdowns. And Trenton Stokes at Russellville, five catches for 72 yards and a touchdown. 
what a big win for them. That was. They that come was, out and played. Man, I you know, Mountain Home's played some good ball right. this year, and I actually picked Mountain Home, and I was pretty wrong. You did. <laughs> that may be the one that uh, got you beat this yeah, week. maybe. <laughs> Dardanelle, Drew Vega threw for two touchdowns. Seth Harper at Dardanelle, uh, two interceptions, and he also scored twice, yeah. not on the interceptions. How about this stat here, Mr. Landon Rowe from Ashdown? 18 tackles in one ball game. That's a heck of a night. It is. That's a busy night. Yeah. Over at Lake Hamilton, I wonder if there's going to be any passing yards here. <laughs> Probably not. Uh, Tevin Hughes, 165 yards rushing and one touchdown. And then Justin Crutchmer, 24 carries, 336 yards, two touchdowns, and 10 tackles. You know, they're about the only one that still runs that wing team. Yeah. Everybody else has gone to the the, the flex bone. I mean, it's insane. That's, that's 336 yards in a game. I mean, that's more than a lot of people have in a season. Right. That's nuts. All right, over in Benton, what a win for Benton. They've had two weeks in a row. They've won by one point. And, uh, Big wins, too. Beat Lake Hamilton by one. Mr. Strand Smith with a heck of a ball game. 22 of 28 for 322 yards, three touchdowns, and also had eight carries for 84 yards. And then Cam Harris, who's on here every week, seven yes. catches, 145 yards, and two touchdowns. Man, you catch the ball seven times. You, it's having a you're night. You're busy. Yeah. Uh, over at Camden Fairview, Brandon Copeland, 85-yard opening kickoff for a touchdown, and then he also had a 16-yard catch. That opening kickoff touchdown probably was a difference in the ballgame because that was yeah, close. that was a close game with Hot Springs. One I didn't expect to be close. No. In Mount Ida, Gavin Summit, 11 tackles on the night. Heber Springs, Keenan Sneed, 18 tackles on the night and two tackles for loss. Very nice. Box out, Mr. Braden Arnold, seven catches, 170 yards for two touchdowns and two two-point conversions. All right, check this out. 2A ball, right? Lafayette County, K.J. Hayes. 15 carries for 215 yards, three touchdowns, two-point conversion, interception for a touchdown, fumble recovery, and five tackles. Good night. What a game. That's awesome. SCAC, Mr. Jackson Morse. Four catches for 102 yards, one touchdown, and ten tackles on the defensive side. I'm going to say he is probably Chris Morse's son, who was a G.A., my freshman year at Harding. Is that right? Yep. Coach Morse. Like. And he's coaching down at CAC. Good dude, too. Daniel Man Man Poole from Stuttgart. 73 yards rushing, two touchdowns, seven tackles. Tamir Coppins from Stuttgart, seven for eight, 96 yards. That is efficient. Yes, it 11 is. carries, 115 yards, six tackles, and an interception. Cedric Calkins, Stuttgart, 17 carries, 165 yards, three touchdowns. And then Jaden Strange, the one you expect to hear about every week, mm-hmm. uh, he had four catches, 72 yards, a rushing touchdown, and an interception. I believe this was his, either his first, may have been his second game back. I think, yeah, he was hurt, right, yeah, for a while. I think he went out week one. Yes. So, I am no Stuttgart's glad to get him back. Oh, and I left a couple more out. Landon Melanchuk and Briar West, both with 13 tackles. Very nice. In Parkview, Jalen White, 22 of 26 for 289 yards and a touchdown and also had a rushing touchdown. Mr. Parker Perry, seven catches, 142 yards, a touchdown. James Joyner, 22 carries, 112 yards, a touchdown. And Willie Eccles, seven catches, 85 yards, 43 rushing yards, and a touchdown. You know, when you have that much offense and you got guys like James Joyner who are just a part of it, mm-hmm. that tells you a lot about your offense. That's right. Um, Maumelle, Jesse Knight, 15 carries for 201 yards, two touchdowns, four catches, 76 yards, a touchdown, and interception, and their big win over Jacksonville. Absolutely. In Marion, Ashton Gray, 12 of 18, passing for 103 yards and a touchdown. And Cam Anderson, 25 carries, 179 yards, and two touchdowns. Impressive one right here at Danville. Lawson Wilkins, 191 yards passing for four touchdowns, 30 carries. Quarterback with 30 carries, 300 yards, four touchdowns. That's insane. I bet he was tired. Yes, he was. In Charleston, Reese Merchka. 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 Seven carries, 90 yards, uh, touchdown on that. Two catches, 33 yards, six tackles, and a 46-yard interception to the house. Man, that's busy. Joshua Shepard over in Rogers for the Mounties. 27 carries, 225 yards, one touchdown. Very good night. In Green County Tech, Mr. Camden Farmer, 177 yards rushing and 97 yards passing. Harding Academy, Cade Smith, a name that we're familiar with. 12 for 23, 74 yards, 16 carries, 93 yards, two touchdowns. 
in Bismarck, Ian Smith, 13 for 18 for 171 yards and three touchdowns. Over at Manila, Kurt Overton, two rushing touchdowns, three interceptions. That's an awesome night. Yep. In Magnolia, Kendrick Carey, 125 yard, 124 yards rushing, a 93-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. And Mr. Garyon Curry, seven carries for 100 yards. So I'm not real sure about these stats here. I'm wondering if maybe something's not wrong, but uh, Amorion Dempsey and Hope was three for four for 43 yards, 13 carries for 155 yards, two catches for 70 yards. And it says three interceptions, but I wondered if it was three touchdowns yeah. uh, in that offense. And then he had a fumble recovery for 85 yards. Anyway, whatever it is, it's a heck of a night. <laughs> Absolutely. El Dorado, Mr. Jackie Washington, nine catches, 131 yards and a touchdown, and an 89-yard kickoff return for a touchdown. And a name that we hear every every week, Mr. Charmon Rester, 16 of 28, 269 yards, two touchdowns, and 15 carries for 115 yards and three touchdowns. Dude, he does it every oh, single week. Oh, I missed one. Oh, yeah. Shadarius Plummer, 15 carries for 115 yards and three touchdowns. Here's one uh, that I almost didn't see until uh, I saw the email you sent me, and I'm glad I did because Walker White, 11 for 21, 176 yards, three touchdowns. Eli Cooper, this is all Little Rock Christian, mm -hmm. six catches, 96 yards, two touchdowns. Javion Dyer-Jones, 18 carries, 213 yards, and three touchdowns. And then Titus Colquitt, big fan here. I, I like this kid. This is the kid that we talked about earlier in the year. Uh, six tackles, two tackles for loss. Two quarterback hurries, a forced fumble, and a fumble recovery. Good and then also Preston Davis with 12 tackles. Awesome. Over in Hackett, Peyton Hester, eight catches, 122 yards, four touchdowns, and 13 tackles. And it says here he leads the state in receiving yards and tackles. And then Cole Ketchum in Hackett was 18 of 25 for 283 yards and five touchdowns. That is a night. Carson Burnett, that's one we talk about quite a bit over at Bryant, 16 for 31, 200 yards, one touchdown, eight carries, 41 yards, and a touchdown. M. Singleton, I didn't get his first name. I just, I got the. It'll be all right. I, I got the note. The <laughs> the coach sent me the, the stats, and they yeah. all had it like their initials. Uh, uh, he's from Bryant, nine catches, which is a lot, 142 yards. Yeah. Over at PA, Mr. Charlie Pfizer having a good season, was 31 of 40. For 484 yards and five touchdowns. And Joseph Hyman had six catches for 137 yards, two touchdowns, and one rushing touchdown. I think I saw they had like three rushing attempts. Yeah, you know they do a lot they of those. flip it up. Those All the, most of their pop passes. Right. They're yeah. not real passes. They just flip it out in front. Right. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. He, yeah that's right. Yeah. He was uh, given a preferred walk-on by Arkansas. Yeah, that's right. Charlie Pfizer. So, congratulations to all those young men on great performances last Friday night. And, uh, man, it's hard to believe we're already into the last week of the regular season. That was definitely the most we've ever had. Oh, yeah, for sure. And you know what that means? It means that coaches are sending us stats. That's right. And we love you. it. We love it. All right. So, we'll get into our top tens for this week, and we will start in 7A. So, you want to start 7A? Sure. I'm excited about this week. Because it's going to be a good one. Yes, it is. Uh, you know, Bryant hadn't lost a game in Arkansas in a long time. Long time. And uh, they're going to have their hands full this they week. They will. So, okay. last week, our top ten, we had Bryant at one, Conway at two, North Little Rock three, Fayetteville four, Fort Smith Northside was five, Bentonville six, Cabot seven, Rogers eight, Bentonville West nine, and Harbor ten. Uh, Bryant beat North Little Rock in a close one, 24-12. Um Number two, Conway beat Catholic 35-7. North Little Rock, they lost to Bryant, as we just mentioned. Fayetteville beat Heritage 42-14. Northside lost to Cabot 28-21. I lost that pick. I picked <laughs> Northside to win. I think you might have picked it, too. Uh, close game either yeah. way. Uh, Bentonville beat Springdale 49-7. Cabot, as we just mentioned, beat Northside. Rogers beat Harbor 35-21. West beat Southside 34-14. And Harbor, as we just mentioned, lost to Rogers. Let me tell you, these top ten, after that, it's just not even close. No, it's not. And really, that, that nine and ten is I – mean, it's a little bit of a struggle. But, but you see how close they are. Like, Rogers beating Harrington by two yeah, scores. Right. You know, it's all right there. But it seems to prove out – very few uh, classifications prove out every week like this. That's does. true. Most of the time, we're like, well, crap, this one beat that one yeah. and that one. But this one, it's like they're playing out like they're supposed to. Yeah. So, this week, number one, Bryant comes to – 
Faulkner County to play the Wampus Cats of Conway. Now you talk about a big week in Faulkner County. <laughs> Dude, let me tell you, you ain't lying. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of people here. You know, and I, I didn't. You know, I think the buzz is actually going to be in Greensbrier. That's right. And I kind of wondered if they would because you got the 7A. Well, you know, Conway's got a contract with 107-1. So that's that probably, may be why. That's probably why. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they probably would have had to sit <laughs> on the other side. All right, so number two, Conway. They play Brian at home. Both teams are 8-1. and one. Uh, number three, North Little Rock plays at Cabot. Number four, Fayetteville at or their home against Harbor. Bentonville moves up to number five. They're playing at West. Big rivalry game yep. right there. Uh, and West is much improved this year. They so are. it could be a game. Uh, number six, uh, Cabot. They move up after their uh, their uh, win over Northside. And then seven is Northside. Uh, Cabot's going to play home against North Little Rock. Northside going to Southwest. Who got their first win? That's right. Was that, th- that was this week, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, beat Central. Yeah. That's right. Uh, Rogers, number eight, plays Heritage at home. Bentonville West, they're at home. They're off. No, they're not. They're playing uh, Bentonville. They're playing yeah. home against Bentonville. I don't know why I didn't write that. Uh, then number 10, Harbor, they're playing at home against Fayetteville. And actually, that was Southwest's second win because Parkview had to forfeit. Well, I saw Coach uh, <laughs> Coach Patton uh, said that, uh, that it was their first. Real win. Real win. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so on to 6A we go. Last week, number one, Lake Hamilton, two, Jonesboro, three, El Dorado, four, Benton, five, Parkview, six, Greenwood, seven, Sylvan Hills, eight, Russellville, nine, Marion, and number 10, Searcy. And we got a little shakeup this week because Benton, who we had at number four, beat Lake Hamilton by one. And so what a ball game. What what a season. I mean, you think about these guys. They start off getting their brains beat in by Bryant. Yes. You know, chalk it up to Bryant being Bryant, and then also new quarterback right. moving in. You know, they had to figure it out. Yeah. But, man, you talk about getting it done. These guys, in two weeks in a row, beat two of the best teams in the state in all classifications by one point. That's right. So, yeah, Lake Hamilton drops a close one, 42-41. And so this week we've got Benton at one. And so they will play at home against Van Buren. Number two, Jonesboro. Uh, they beat Sylvan Hills 34-14. to They're at Marion this week. Number three, we put Lake Hamilton at three in a close loss there to Benton, and they are at Greenwood this week, so another tough test for Lake Hamilton. Number four, El Dorado beat Searcy 52-51. to Very close ball game there. El Dorado's at West Memphis. Number five, Parkview uh, won at Siloam 26-24, to which is a – a pretty interesting score in that ball game. I didn't think that game would be that close. Me either, but I also didn't think that Cersei and El Dorado would be a one-point game. No, that's true. So Parkview is at Mountain Home this week. Greenwood beat Van Buren 42-0, to zero, which is a thumping. And Van Buren's played some good ball games this year. They have. Uh, Greenwood is at home against Lake Hamilton. Sylvan Hills lost at Jonesboro 34-14, to 14, and they're at Cersei this week, which ought to be an interesting ball game. I guarantee you after Friday night, Sylvan's going – Better get ready. Yeah, no doubt. And then Russellville beat Mountain Home forty-two to seven and just a drumming. And uh, Russellville is at Siloam this week. Marion beat Sheridan forty-two to twelve. They're playing Jonesboro and then Searcy number ten lost to El Dorado as we talked about fifty-two fifty-one and play Sylvan Hills. So that gets us to five A. That's right, our favorite classification. So how do you want to do this? Do you want to talk to them first, or do you want to go through the? Let's go through our top ten. Okay, so I'll do that. Then you can start talking. All right, to them. sounds good. All right, so 5A. Last week we had Pulaski Academy, one, Whitehall, two, Greenbrier, three, Valonia, four. These guys are giving us the stink eye. I know. <laughs> Camden Fairview, five, Christian, six, Wynn, seven, Nettleton, eight, Maumel, nine, and Farmington, ten. Pulaski Academy, uh, they beat BB 58 to 14. Whitehall did not play. Uh, Greenbrier beat Alma 59 28. Bologna beat Morton 42-21. to Camden Fairview beat Hot Springs in a close one, 31-28. A little shocker there. It was a little shocker. And, you know, Camden had a close one last week with Hope. Yeah. Uh, Christian beat Jacksonville 56-6. Wynn beat Four City 47-0. Nettleton pulled out the win over Valley View for that number two spot in the conference. They're 14-7. Close game. Close game. Uh, Maumel beat Watson Chapel. I think earlier I said Jacksonville. They beat Watson Chapel 56-6. And then Farmington beat P. Ridge. 49 to 22. So this week, not a lot's changed, but some has. Pulaski Academy still at number one. Whitehall two. 
uh, which Pulaski County plays Jacksonville at Jacksonville, Whitehall at BB. Number three, the Greenbrier Panthers play home 9-0 against the 9-0 Valonia Eagles. Number four is Valonia. Number five, Little Rock Christian at Watson Chapel. Number six, Wynn versus Nettleton at home. Camden Fairview is off this week. Uh, number nine or number eight, Nettleton, nine and zero oh at win. Big that's, one there. That's for a conference championship that's it. too. That's right. Maumel, number nine, they're off this week. Number ten, Valley View, six and three against Batesville for that number three seed, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Or actually, I don't know because East Poinsett County beat Batesville Friday night, so there may be three. Three-way tie for the three No, it would be for four. It would be for four. Valley View should have the three. Yeah. And then those two would play for the four. Yeah, I think that's right. Which right now, EPC, I guess, would have the, the win over them. All right, so we'll do a little short interview here with these Greenbrier boys. So, guys, Coop, we'll start with you. Um, you guys have been together since third grade. Um, got, what, 23 seniors on the team? 22. 22. Tell us a little bit about what it's what it's been like to uh, have such a special season so far with with your brothers. I think what what it comes down to is accountability. That's kind of one of our words that we've uh, we've built this up. season on. Scoot up a little bit. You're you're out of the camera. We <laughs> want to see your face. There you go. And uh, it, at the beginning of the season, we we had four words that kind of defined the Panther way, which is what we say after just about everything. And uh, one of them was accountability and. I just feel like with this group, this class that we have, it's uh, it's really a good thing to have because I can go out on the field and know that every person out there has my back and yeah. that I can trust every single person to do their job. Absolutely. So. Now tell me this. Do these guys and, and your teammates, do they hold you accountable? Of course. 100%. Of course. Love it, sir. All right, Mr. Hewitt, we'll, we'll go next to you. So, you're kind of the leader on the defense. Uh, I saw you get after one of your teammates. <laughs> That's why I asked that. <laughs> a, a little bit last week. So, that, that kind of talks to the accountability, uh, which is good. I mean, you guys hold each other accountable, and you, you have a standard that you expect each other to play with and, and strive for. And so, talk to us a little bit about this game this week. So, Valonia's the rival, has been since we were in third grade. Y'all have kind of gone back and forth. And for those that, that don't know the history, uh, Valonia beat us and or we beat Valonia in the third grade Super Bowl. Uh, they won the fourth grade Super Bowl. We beat them in fifth grade Super Bowl. They beat us in sixth grade Super Bowl. And then in ninth grade, they went for two points to beat us for a conference championship. So talk to us a little bit about that rivalry and kind of the relationships that y'all have with, with some of the Valonia boys. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's important. It's like you said, it goes back to something we've been doing since third grade, and it's the same guys we've been playing for the last nine or ten years. So, obviously, it means a lot. You know, we're we're friends with most of them over there. We play them. Mm -hmm. You know, that's kind of going to go out the window when we're playing the game. But right, uh, when we see them, we talk to them. Like we're excited. It's it's going to be a big game. Yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. for it. Now, tell me this. And we hadn't talked about this at all, but I understand Nick had a pretty impressive ACT score. <laughs> yeah, you could say so. What'd you score? Uh, well, I got a 32 on it. That's that's pretty good. <laughs> I can't you know, even, that's a few points higher than I did. I can't even add three and two together. <laughs> <laughs> what an awesome deal to be such a stud on the field and, and in the classroom. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. All right, Mr. Reed Nixon, it's your turn now. I love it. All right, so, Reed, you're, you know, the size doesn't define the man, right? So, uh what What's your stature? What are you, 5'7"? Five, 5'7", five, seven. Five, seven, 170? When, yeah, I'm like 5'10", 180 probably. There you yeah. go. <laughs> like That's it. what you'd be on a college roster. I can That's promise. right. For That's sure. right. So talk to us uh, a little bit about um, what it's meant, you know, growing up a Greenbrier Panther, uh, living the Panther way and, and, and bleeding blue. Because you're one of the guys that, you know, we can always count on to bring, you know, that fire and that energy to the field every week. So talk to us a little bit about that. Well, I mean – just growing up, like, I've always wanted to be one of those high schoolers playing football. Like, that's, you know, that's kind of the dream that we've all wanted, honestly. And then, you know, just the fans that we have, like, it's like none other. Like, there's no one else. You all right, buddy? We're going to lose our quarterback <laughs> on the podcast. Choking. So. Choking. <laughs> so, just like the fans, the parents, just everything that the people do for us just means so much to us. I mean, really. So I feel like all the fight and like all the hard work, everything we put into it, is for us and our teammates. Like sure. you know, because we want to win, but it's also for like the community. Like, 
Yeah, it's more than just ourselves. Yeah. So. I'll say this, too, and I, I say this on our broadcast a lot on Friday nights, that, you know, Reed doesn't get a lot of the big numbers. He's not going to get seven throw, catch, catches a game. But when you need a first down. He's the guy. He's good. He's not going to drop it. No. You know, you want you want some sure-handed, we need seven, eight, nine yards, you better he, – he'll get it for you. Well, and, and, too, I mean, you look at – if you look at the receiver stats across the across right. the line, they're all pretty similar. That's right. I mean, there's not one that just has a ton more catches That's than right. each other. And so, they're all a, a very valuable piece to this offense. 100%. But it, it, dependability, I'm oh, telling yeah. you, he's got it. And these three guys, I mean, I can't tell you how much fun it's been, the integrity that these guys – and that's what I tell people is – yeah, it's fun that we've got a good football team, but these guys are different. Yeah, and I think one theme, uh, and I'll let you talk to this, Reed, and then we'll go back around, but one thing that we've talked about and I've heard uh, nonstop this year is just what a great job y'all have done as leaders of this team, not only amongst your, your senior class, but amongst the, the underclassmen of coaching them up, bringing them up, and making them feel a part of it. So talk to, talk to us about that. Okay, well, if you want me to be honest, sophomore, junior year, you know, we really weren't that good. Like, we – Right. It's not that, like, the players we had weren't good. It's just, like, something wasn't clicking. Right. And so, yeah, leadership, the seniors, not no offense to them, but they just didn't have what we have, sure. I feel like. So, over the summer, you know, we practiced every day, and we started building friendships with the younger guys, which is something that people normally don't do, I feel like. I feel like that's, like, a high school thing or something, mm-hmm. like seniors are not – supposed to hang out or whatever with it. but some of the guys that are younger we've got really good friendships with so we've just you know we went to what was that camp call we went to camp Coddle. we yeah. went there yeah. uh, as a team and hung out for a couple of days and you know really we got in our feelings honestly yeah. like coaches players we just put everything out there and so i mean no one is any different than anyone else and so basically i mean we just wanted to be different we wanted to this our senior year to be special but we want the guys younger to keep the tradition going on and yeah. just, i don't know y'all can y'all add anything oh. i, I want to add to that with what you just said about the, the younger guys i've had two dads talk to me this year about how these seniors have not just accepted their 10th grade kids but they've like brought them in sure. and and one in particular was uh, this Friday night. You know, Miles had a breakout game, and and I coached Miles for four years in Pee Wee with Ty's dad. I know what Miles can do. Sure, you know, I know the kind of athlete he is. And so I text Ty after the game. I was like, man, I was like, big play of the game, Miles Miller. You know, we gave that award right. to him, and uh, he's like, man, I appreciate. It. He said, let me tell you. He said, when Thatcher got hurt, he texted. Miles that night and said, "You got this." Yeah, he said, "I'm behind you. I'm gonna coach you up." Right, and, and you you can't, you cannot put a price on that. The value on having confidence from somebody that's older than you, and and just that that leadership. And for somebody like Thatcher who, who's having a special season, a senior yes. season, it would be easy to to sit there and feel sorry for yourself right. or have sour grapes. But that just speaks to the leadership of what you know, one hundred percent, what this senior class has. All right, Mr. Hewitt, back to you. So, 9-0, uh, you know, as a class, as a senior class, you guys have, have had a lot of success and won a lot of ball games throughout the years in football. What would it mean for you guys to get this W Friday night at home, first time you've actually got to play Valonia at home as a, as a senior high football player? What would it mean for y'all to to cap off this this regular season with a win against Valonia and a conference championship? I mean, well, I mean, obviously it means a lot, like you said. We, we guys we've known forever. We've always had this rivalry, and beyond just what the school rivalry, like us with our friends from Valonia and stuff. And there's a lot going into this game, you know. Besides that, you got to think about number one seed in the playoffs. You know, winning yeah. conference. That's huge. But I mean, at the end of the day, we just got to think about it. It's another game. It's yeah. another team. We need to get a, we're gonna go get the win, and then go get ready for the rest of the season to go win state. And the implications, like you mentioned, in the win, sure, the conference championship, winning the West puts you at the top of the bracket all the way to yeah, War Memorial. That's right. Give home, so which means you're home, home field advantage. That's right, all the way through. Yeah. Got anything else for Nick? I could talk to Nick all day. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mr. Cooper. So 
there's a lot of lot of trash talk that goes on between Valonia and Greenbrier. I know you are still buddies off the field. But come Friday night, it's war, right? Yes, sir. So, Valonia and Greenbrier, the rivalry goes back for as long as football's been around. Yep. Um, how do you prepare yourself mentally coming into a ball game like this? I think back to what Nick said, it's just another game, and at the end of the week, we got to be 1-0 at the end of the week. And uh, Coach Triple said something to us yesterday, and he said, remove the clutter. Remove everything that goes on with this game. It's just another football game. And win or lose, we're still going to play our hearts out. Yeah. But I think if we if we look at it like it's a conference championship, we go in there thinking all this stuff – it's just going to get in our heads, and if it gets in our heads, we're not going to be able to play as good. So I think if we go in there with confidence, you know, we're going to be hyped for this game. Absolutely. There's no way you can't be hyped <laughs> for this game. But you just got to go in there and do what we do. I got one for Coop. All right. All right, so, you know, I know a lot about you because your dad and, and all summer long. And when I talk to people about you, I talk about, you know, more than just the stats, it's the, the work ethic and the integrity. And, and throughout the summer, I know that you got up at 5.30 every morning. Yes, sir. When nobody told you to. Yes, sir. You showed up for your workouts, but then also you got up at 5.30 every morning to get better. Yes, sir. Doing that, did you think we'd be 9-0 right now? Man, I, I mean, even last year I had a confidence in this class that, I'm, that I've grown up with. Right. And I don't know, man. Like, I just, want, I just wanted to win. I, I just – it wasn't necessarily about me. I right. wanted people to stop overlooking us, and we may not be the most talented group of people, but we've got more heart than anybody we play. One hundred percent. Yeah, and I, you know, I go back to I don't know if it was fifth grade. I think it may have been sixth grade after after Valonia beat us at on our home field for that Super Bowl, and both teams got together at the end of the game, and I, I told both of those groups of boys, if you'll stick together. If you'll stick together, yeah. both of you have a chance to meet for a state championship your senior year. And I really believe that because sure. there's just a difference about the both of these groups of kids. They just they stuck together. They have that camaraderie. They have the passion for the game. And they're dead gum good football players good. on top of it. And so um, this ought to be a fun one Friday and, night. And, and I'll tell you another thing, and you guys probably don't think about this, but as a father, like, you know, I got a, a nine-year-old now that that's – is eat up with Greenbrier Panther football. I mean, y'all know that. Y'all see him all the time. And, like, these guys are it to him. Sure. And, you know, we get these pictures every week of him with these guys. Yeah. And then, like, it's so special. Like, for me as a dad, like, that's what I'm excited about. Well, and, too, you know, me growing up as a, as a Greenbrier Panther fan, I remember those those days as a nine-year-old being at a right. football game and just loving it and thinking those guys are rock stars. But we haven't had that. And, you know, winning, winning cures a lot of things. Yeah. But I think – the culture that these guys have put in place for Panther football is going to last years yeah. on into the future. And it's funny listening to Clint talk to other people like his age and stuff. Like, like they're his friends, right? Sure. You know, he's like, we get on Coop. <laughs> you know, he talks about Coop or you know. And so, <laughs> of course, Jacob. You know, Jacob's like his brother because because Sarah, Jacob's mom, like has literally babysit Clint. I say say babysit. I hope he doesn't hear this because that'll wear him out. But uh, Sarah keeps Clint every Friday night. Like yeah. she, he sits with her and like. She is his favorite person in the world, right? And uh, and so it's just funny. It's it's fun. It's it's the whole deal is just special. Being in football for I played for fifteen years, played on the college level, beat a number one team in the country on the college level, and I've never experienced something more special than this. Yeah, than what these guys have this year. It's pretty awesome. So guys, good luck Friday night. I know you're going to give it your everything, uh, win or lose. I know you're going to leave it on the field, but good luck to you, and thank you all for, for joining us tonight. Thank you. appreciate you offering me one of your nuggets. <laughs> you can have the rest. <laughs> hey, and, and go home and get in bed. That's right, right go to bed. That's right, it's late. <laughs> all right. 4A. So on to 4A we go. So our top ten last week in 4A, number one, Shiloh, number two, Robinson. Number three, Warren. Number four, Arkadelphia. Number five, Stuttgart. Number six, Crossit. Number seven, Ashdown. Number eight, Prairie Grove. Number nine, Rivercrest. And number 10, Ozark. So this week, our new top 10, we got Shiloh still at number one. They've been there all season and well deservedly so. They've played some great football this year. They won at Gravit 62 to 12, and they play at home against Huntsville in the regular season. Number two, Robinson, who 
beat a good Ashdown team 21 to 8. So I was impressed that Ashdown held them to 21 yeah, points. Yeah, me too. But uh, Robinson, and, you know, they beat them last year. Yeah, they did. I don't, I don't know what it is. They just one of them teams. It's kind of like Nashville and Hope. I'm telling you, Hope could have the best team in five A. They're going to get beat by Nashville. Is that right? I, every single year. Now, <laughs> granted, Hope has not been sure great, but but Nashville just has their number, and it, I guess I guess Ashdown just matches up with them. Must must do it. Uh, Robinson will play at home against Haskell Harmony Grove in the regular season. Number three, Warren stays at number three. They beat Hamburg forty-two to seventeen. Um, is that right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then number number four, Arkadelphia, playing good football right now, and they're a team to watch for in the playoffs. They beat Box Out forty-nine to twenty-two. They play at home against Malvern. Number five, Stuttgart beat a good Lone Oak team forty-five to twenty-eight. They're at home against CAC. Cross, it's number six. They won by forfeit over Helena, West Helena, and they're at, uh, against Star City, home against Star City this week. Number seven, Ashdown, like we said, lost to Robinson 21-8. to They're at Fountain Lake this week, which will be a good ball game. Number uh, eight, Ozark beat Lamar 30-14 to and are at Waldron. Number nine, Prairie Grove won at Berryville 34-21, which is a little bit of a head-scratcher there. I thought they'd win that one a little bit bigger. Yeah, I did too. They play a tough Elkins team this week. And then number 10, Southside. Baseball Southside creeps into our top 10. They beat Mills 64-20. to that, that, Let me tell you, man, that Southside team all year long has been right there. They have. They've, you know, they, I think Stuttgart beat them by three. They did, yeah. Then they turn around and beat Lone Oak. In overtime. Yeah. And, and, and you know, we had Rivercrest up there because they were undefeated, mm-hmm. and I was real shocked that Truman beat them, yeah. which says a lot about Truman. Uh, but, I, man, it's like, sorry, Southside, that we've kept you out, but <laughs> it is your time. Yeah, no doubt. And they're at Bald Knob this week. All right, 3A. Prescott, number one. They're 8-0, or they were 8-0 last week. Nine, uh, Boonville, 2, 8-0. Hardy Academy, 3 Four McGee, five Osceola, six Parrish, seven Charleston, Hoxie at eight, Glen Rose at nine, and Jesseville at ten. Prescott beat Jesseville fifty to nineteen. You know we thought this might be a good game just because, you know, center point was a tough one. Yeah, and, and you know the, I don't know if maybe Prescott kind of went through a lull, which most teams do. Yeah, we saw it with Stuttgart. Sure, you know, but it's like. Okay, they're firing all cylinders <laughs> at the right time. Yeah. This is when you want to be firing because that's the that's a, Jesseville team's a good team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Boone will beat Paris in a in a what was a pretty good ball game, forty one twenty two. Two good teams in that conference. Yeah. Uh, number three, Harding Academy beat Newport thirty four to three. It was a little close early. Uh, McGee beat Dollarway forty nine to six. Osceola lost to Hoxie twenty one to fourteen in a battle. Yeah. Uh, Paris, we mentioned they lost to Boonville. Charleston beat West Fork in a close one, 24 to 19. Hoxie, as we mentioned, beat Osceola. Glen Rose beat Horatio 42 0. And of course, Jesseville, we mentioned they lost big to Prescott. So this week, number one, Prescott, 9 and 0. They're playing Glen Rose at home. Another good team in that conference. And that conference is pretty, pretty stacked. And another game for a conference championship. That's right. That's right. I didn't think about that. Is. This is yep. for the championship. Uh, so, two, Boonville plays at Perryville. Three, Hardy Academy versus Salem at home. McGee, number four, at Smackover. McGee's undefeated, 9-0. Yeah. Um, Hoxie, number five, they're 9-0 undefeated. They play Walnut Ridge at home. Number seven, Charleston. Uh, is that right? No, number six, six. Osceola, yep. sorry, plays Manila at home. Seven, Charleston plays Lavaca at home. Charleston's 9-0. Yep. Number eight, Paris. They're 8-1 and one after that loss to Boonville. They play Danville at home. Nine, Glen Rose, as we mentioned, plays at Prescott, and then Jesseville plays at Horatio. No game here that, that has some really uh, good seeding implications is Osceola versus Manila. That'll That's be, right. That'll be for that two seed. Now, and here's – so, you know, two weeks ago, Manila played Hoxie. Yes. And we were – I don't know – I think we both picked Hoxie. Yeah. But we were not sure. Right. And Hoxie beat them. Bad. Bad. Yeah. And so – that's why I was like, I picked Hoxie over Osceola. I think you did too. We yeah. both did just because they're playing. Yeah. And then it was a seven-point game. So, I, you know. You'd think Osceola could would handle it. Could yeah. handle it. But we'll but see. You just don't know. Man, I'll tell you, we, we've always been excited about 4A playoffs just because there's so many good teams. Oh, but yeah. I, this 3A playoffs is going to be fun. Because you look, Prescott's just kind of been the, the team all year long. But then you got, like we were talking before the show, 
Boonville's going to be tough. Boonville's going to be tough. Harding's Harding McGee. offensively. Yes. Harding's good every year, but their defense has been solid right. this year. Right. So. And and they're one that can win a state championship any year. That's right. And then McGee. Yeah, they're mm. playing some ball, man. And you know, I I will admit, start the season. McGee had lost a bunch yeah. off of last year's yeah. team, and I just wasn't a believer in yeah. them. But, man, have they proven me wrong. Yep. Somebody was a believer, though. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Proves up Dude, in let the me picks. tell you. I got a little yeah. hey, teary-eyed a while ago, man. I was over here trying to hold it together. I know. I know you were, I Mr. Know. Dad. <laughs> tell me about Golly. it. Golly. It's going to be a rough – tell you how big, much of a denial I'm in. We're laying in bed last night. And <laughs> Cassie goes, what are you wearing Friday? And I went, to the football game? She goes, we have to walk your son. It's senior night. And I went, oh, crap, it is. <laughs> You're like, where my, pull- my pullover? That's right. I'm running the chains. What are you talking yeah. about? So, anyway, 2A we um, go. So, last week in 2A, our top 10, number one, Bigelow, been there for a long time. They're number, playing ball, man. They are. Number two, McCrory. Number three, Desart. Number four, Fordyce. Five, Hazen. Six, Clarendon. Seven, Hector. Eight, Magnet Cove. Nine, Quitman. And number 10, Poen. And so uh, the top six stayed the same. We had a little shakeup at the bottom, but Bigelow won at Hector 35-0, to and they will finish off regular season against Conway Christian, who got their first win last week, by the way. I was so proud to see that. Man, me too. That was awesome. Number two, McCrory is off, and they were off last week, and they're yeah. off this week. So That's happened to a few of these teams. They finished regular season 7-1, and 3-0 and in conference. Number three, Desar. Hold on, hold on. I, they were off last week. Yeah. They're playing this week. Oh, they are? I've got them playing Earl. Okay. Mate. Yeah, I've got them playing Earl at home. Okay, good, good. I don't think that was on one of the sides, but oh, okay. I did find it on another one. Good, good. I'm yeah. glad they're playing this week. Uh, so, Desark, 8-1 on the season. They won in England 36-8. to eight. I have them off this week. Is that right? I've got it. No, 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 no. No, Clarendon. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yep, yep, so, yep. that's is that for a conference championship? It sure is. That's awesome. All right. Uh, number four, Fordyce. Won at Hampton 42-6. They play Bearden. Seven, Hazen beat Carlisle 70 to 30. That's putting up some points, son. Golly. And I have Hazen is off this week. I do have Hazen as well. Okay. Off. Number six, Clarendon. Uh, they were off last week, but they played Desarc this week. Number seven, Quitman Bulldogs won at Mountainburg 49 to 20. A big game this week for that number two seed. They play Hector. And number eight, we have Hector, who lost to Bigelow 35-0, to um, but they're going to Quitman to battle for that two-seat. Number nine, Magnet Cove, was off last week. They play Poen this week. And number 10, we bring Junction City, the Dragons, back the Dragons. into the top 10. They I got beat, them off, off this week. Yeah, they beat Bearden 43-2, and they are off this week as well. Let me tell you, you know, Greenbrier being my team, you know, I, I try to pull for some of the local teams. Mm-hmm. And so – I. Coaching old Cash Hayes over there at Quitman yeah. in Pee Wee football, you know, Cash is like 6'8 now. I saw some pictures on Sophomore, Twitter. Huge. You know? And so I, I kind of have pulled for them the last couple of years just because I want him to, to win. But now that we've got to know their quarterback, yeah. and, and, you know, Litton and then, and then Coach, Coach Mars, Mars yeah. you know, and they're, they're, they're just good dudes. That's right. And so, like, I literally, in like every week, I'm pulling for the darn Quitman Bulldogs. Sure. Yeah, should. Yeah. They're, they're here close to That's us. That's right. All right, so that's going to get us into our picks for the week. So I've got to make – Oh, it's tough, man. I'm tough. Just, I'm just going to go ahead and tell you, most of my games I pick by three points. I did too. Which which means that I didn't really know which one to pick. Well, that's me too. So I, and, but I, I didn't want to all look the same, so one of them might be like five and one of them might be like two. <laughs> right. <laughs> but I'm the same way. All right, I got to make up some ground, Dead Gummit. This first one, you might be a little surprised. Bryant at Conway for – the 7A Central Conference title and the one seed in the playoffs. Will Con- they be on opposite sides of the bracket? Surely they should. will. Should. Yeah, they should. I hope so. I'm going Wampus Cats by three. I picked Wampus Cats by one, baby. I love it. I love it. All right, so that will give Bryant their first loss. Did, are, we pulling with, are we picking with our heart? Probably so. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out Friday. RJ, or I said RJ, JR, RJ, yeah. JR and Eric. It's for you guys. It's for you guys. Just because we love you. That's right. Number two, North Little Rock goes to Cabot. This ought to be a good ball game here. I'm going with the Wildcats by three. I went with North Little Rock by six. Number three, Bentonville goes to Crosstown Rival, Bentonville West. I've got Jody Grant and the Tigers by seven. I got them by five. 
We're going to have a bunch of the same darn picks this <laughs> Probably week. so. Number four, Lake Hamilton at Greenwood. I think Lake Hamilton bounces back this week. I'm going Lake Hamilton by three. I'll tell you this. Greenwood has played much better oh, the second half of the year. No doubt. Even though they lost a one-point game to Benton, no doubt. they are playing some ball. I've got the Bulldogs by three. All right, it's a good pick, man. I, I went back and forth. Number uh, five, Russellville at Salem Springs. I'm going Russellville by seven. I picked Russellville by seven, too. Let me say one more thing about that Lake Hamilton-Greenwood game. You think Lake Hamilton doesn't have this one marked on their calendar after uh, they beat them in regular season and then beat them in the state championship? Absolutely. You bet. Absolutely. Then, you know, the difference in that ball game, ball game is, if, I mean, can Greenwood stop the run? That's is it. That's it. Yeah. Number, let's see, where are we at? Number six, Sylvan yeah. Hills at Searcy. Man, this will be a good ball game. I think, will this be for the two seed or the three seed? To be the three, three seed. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be for the three seed. I've got Cersei by three. I did too. Ah. I cannot believe you didn't pick Sylvan Hills. I thought I was going to get that one. Oh, uh, Cersei by three, baby. Yep. Let me tell you, if they can score 50 points on uh, Eldo. On El Dorado, I've seen that Bates, or that, that uh, Sylvan Hills defense. Mm-hmm. While their offense has been impressive, I'm not sure they can stop Cersei. Sure. I'm with you there. The big one in Faulkner County for the Judges' Cup. Will it stay in Greenbrier or will it go back to the Eagles? We're not biased on this at all. Either. No, not at all. <laughs> hey, listen, I don't care if the Eagles could beat the New England Patriots. I've got to pick Greenbrier. That's right. That's I, want right. To, I want to sleep at home. That's right. I'm That's going, right, yeah. I'm going Greenbrier by, th- by three. I went Greenbrier by ten. I think it's going to be a high-scoring affair. I do, too. And it's going to determine, be determined by turnovers. I was just fixed to say – Turnovers may win this ball game. That's right. Number eight, Nettleton at win for the East 5A East Conference Championship. You know, Nettleton last week uh, proved a lot to me, only scoring 14 against Valley View, a good Valley View team. I've got win by seven. I got win by 10. Golly, man, I can't get anything on you. Number nine, Valley View at Batesville. I got Valley View by 10. I got them by 12. Number 10, Alma at Farmington, an Alma team that impressed me offensively. You know, quite a bit yeah. last week. Defensively, not so much. No, you know, we scored pretty easy. Yeah, I mean, we, we, they gave up 660 yards to us yeah. last week. We had a tough time stopping them. Yeah, I mean, they're they're pretty good offensively and have been all year. I'm going to go Farmington in this one at home, but in a close one. I got Farmington by three. <laughs> I got Farmington by three. <laughs> that coming. Oh, this is uh, – All right, number 11, Lakeside at Hot Springs. I think this is for a three and four seed. Is that right in the south? Because Magnolia is two. Yep, Yep. I think you're right. All right. So this one, a crosstown rivalry, a lot of hatred in this one as well. Mm -hmm. I'm going Lakeside in this one by six. I got Lakeside by six. Golly, this is crazy. (laughs) All right, number 12. Nobody's going to believe that this is really how we do this. (laughs) Number 12, Malvern at Arkadelphia. I've got the Badgers in this one by 13. I got them by 14. Okay, Elkins at Prairie Grove. Man, this is a tough one. I went back and forth. I'm going to go with the home team, Prairie Grove by four. There you go. You might get one right here because I went with Elkins by seven. You say four? Yeah. All right. Going with the Elks, huh? Yep, I'm going with the Elks. All right, Star City at Cross It. I got Cross It by 12. Cross It by 12. You know why I'm going with Elkins? Because they burned my rear end when I picked against them the other day. <laughs> I picked against them, and then they won by like 50. Yeah, no doubt. Woo! What'd you go there? Oh, sorry, Cross It 14. Okay. Yep. Number 15, Ashdown at Fountain Lake. I'm going Ashdown by eight. I picked Ashdown by 12. Lone Oak at Clinton. You know, this could be a good ball game. It could be. Clinton's a hard place to go play. Um, And they've been playing some ball this year. They have. But I've got the Jackrabbits in this one by six. I want to say this would be Clinton's third or fourth in a row to win. Oh, really? Yeah, I've got Lone Oak by three. Okay. Number 17, Boxite going to Nashville. Man, I went Boxite in this one by six. This was a tough one. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull for the scrappers. They're going. I'm, I'm scrappers. I'm counting on you to keep me in this thing. <laughs> All right, number eight. I'm scrappers four. Okay, four, yeah. four. Number eighteen. Glen Rose at Prescott for a conference championship. Can Glen Rose get it done and knock Prescott off the top? I don't think so. I got Prescott by three. I think it will be their biggest matchup for mm-hmm. four quarters. Yep. That I'm, Glen Rose defense is stout. They are. I've got Prescott by seven. Okay. Did you say three? Yeah. Okay. Number 19, Mayflower at Atkins. Um, you know, neither team has had the season they expected to have. 
Uh, Mayflower got their first win two weeks ago. Atkins has struggled at times. I'm going to go with the home team in this one. Red Devils by one. This one's for you, touchdown Sims. <laughs> I'm going with Atkins by three. Love it. He might be mad at me because it might be cursing him since I picked him. <laughs> no doubt. All right, number 20, Mountain View at Melbourne, the north central part of the state. This one was tough for me. Me too. I'm going home team in this one. I'm going Melbourne Bearcats with a Z by with six. Z. I picked them by five. Okay. Number 21, Manila at Osceola, like we talked about for that two seed in the conference. I'm going Osceola, the Seminoles, by 10. I picked them by 18. Okay. Number 22, Lafayette County at Dirks. Man, I didn't That's know. Lafayette. It's Lafayette? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Down South, here in South Arkansas. South Arkansas. Some of the different languages. Hey, you've had to correct me on every name in South Arkansas. I know. Arkansas. I know. It's kind of like people, what about El Dorado? Uh, that's in Nevada. I'm going Dirks by three. I picked Dirks by six. Okay. Number 23, big game here. Clarendon at Desark for a conference <sighs> championship. I'm going the Eagles of Desark by six. I picked them by seven. I thought you might pick. The lines. I thought about it. I thought about it. Number 24, Hector Equipment for the two seed in that conference. I'm going to go the Bulldogs by three. I picked the Bulldogs by seven. I think – are they both Bulldogs? I'm going Equipment Bulldogs by three. <laughs> I don't know what Hector is. <laughs> I went with Equipment by seven. Okay. Yeah. And the last game for our picks this week, Magnet Cove at Poen, which is big playoff implications. Yep. Uh, if Poen beats Magnet Cove, it could be a three-way tie. Three-way tie for first place. Yeah. Right? And I'm going with the Indians by three. I'm going with Magnet Cove by three. Are you really? Yeah. See, you know what's crazy about that is there's a three-way tie. Could be a three-way tie for first, and Gurdon's not one of them. Yeah, it's crazy. And there's only four teams in that conference. I know it. And we picked Gurdon to be – Yeah. Man, one time they were in the top four or five in the state. And they just fell off all they of a did. sudden. They really did. So we pick four games different. I need to win all four. You do. You really do. <laughs> I'm right. pulling for you, Maddie. <laughs> so one of our favorite things that we've started as of late, uh, I think we've been doing this for three weeks. This will be our fourth week. Um, thanks to Bleacher Bling for their sponsorship yep. and sending these shirts out to the to the best players in the classifications every week. It's been awesome. It's been so much fun. Getting the pictures from the coaches and uh -huh. the players. It's just Love it's, it. it's been great. And then we post the pictures. And the players are like, man, we appreciate it. Thank you. And then their families get on there, and they're like, they retweet it, and it's just awesome. Well, and that's just that's why we started this podcast. I was going to say, our goal is to bring exposure to student-athletes, and it. this is doing it. That's it. That's the whole reason we do this yes. every week. And so give it to us, my man. All our, right. Our players of the You week. want me to do all of them, or you'll swap? Nope. You, all right. You take it. All right. 2A, this is an impressive night. Let me tell you, this kid's probably still in bed. Recovering because he has to be tired. <laughs> Absolutely. KJ Hayes from Lafayette County. 15 carries, 215 yards, three touchdowns, a two point conversion, an interception for a touchdown, a fumble recovery, and five tackles. That's unbelievable. Great, great career last night. <laughs> right. <week. laughs> he had a great career last night. <laughs> All right. 3A. Another one. Wow. Danville, Lawson, Wilkins. 191 yards passing, four touchdowns. 30 carries. Did you hear me? I said 30 carries. 300 yards rushing in four touchdowns. Eight touchdowns on the night. That's nuts. That's nuts. Number uh, 4A, Riley Cornish from Warren. 10 of 12, 176 yards and three touchdowns. That is efficiency at its finest. Yes, it is. Number five, you'll be glad to hear this one. Cooper Wilcox from Greenbrier, 13 for 16, 317 yards, five touchdowns. 11 carries, 137 yards, and one touchdown. Right. That was my decision. To well, make I was going to say, and listen, we try not to be biased. Yeah. I, I will say this. It would be hard-pressed to find an, another stat line that impressive. He had, he had, to me, one of the best games of the year. That's right. That's right. And uh, like I said, we looked at all of them. Yeah, we did. It, it just played out. Yeah. Number, or every time I say I'll say number, and then I'm like, no, it's 6A. <laughs> Justin Crutchmer. Now, this is pretty awesome, too. Lake Hamilton. 24 carries, 336 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Oh, yeah, he also had 10 tackles. Yeah. Oh, by the way. By the way. <laughs> and then number seven – or number seven, I did it again. 7A, this is one that I'm a little bitter about, but not really. Yeah. Braden Jones. Wish he was playing in Greenbrier, Arkansas. We, we kind of talked him into this one. We did last week. Because we mentioned him last week. That's right. <laughs> He's like, you know what? I cannot do that. That's right. 
Braden Jones, man, what, a, what an awesome performance from Bentonville West. 13 tackles, three for loss, two sacks, a forced fumble, and a, and a rushing touchdown. That's insane. What a and ball the kid game. runs a 4-3 yes. laser. Uh, by the way. Right. Man, what an awesome deal. <laughs> All right, Junk. So, a little bit bittersweet that the regular season's coming to an end. But, man, what a great, great time we've had on the podcast yeah. so far this man, year. Man, it's been awesome. Man. Like, think about last year. It was cool. It was new. We were learning. Mm-hmm. And this year has just been fun. It's been great. Now, I mean, we've had a lot of a lot of new followers, a lot of new you know interest on Twitter, and, and it's just it's been great, man. You know, and it's fun. And, and if you if you're out there and you're retweeting our stuff, if you're listening, we notice it. Yeah, like absolutely. we're looking at our we're looking at the stats. We don't mind telling you we're yeah. constantly looking at the stats and looking at the tweets because we want this thing to grow. Because if this thing grows, that means more exposure for athletes. That's right. And next week's playoff week. It's going to oh. be so much fun. Be awesome. My favorite time of the year. And a huge shout out to American Safeguard Insurance. Yes. Because without them, we, None couldn't, of it. we couldn't make this. None happen. of it. And, the, and these guys, I, you know, the last couple of weeks, it seems like I hadn't talked about them as much. But uh, of course, I work here. But, you know, Jason, Jeremy, these guys, they, they've provided us this, this avenue. That's right. And it's, uh, it's really awesome. Yeah. All right, guys, that's going to wrap us up for this week. Good luck to all our athletes this week and uh, finish out this regular season with a bang. All right. Sounds good. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Between the Mats, your year-round source for Arkansas high school sports with Matt McJunkins and Matt Wilcox, produced by Carl Spears. And special thanks to our sponsor, American Safeguard Insurance. I'm JB Brazil. Be sure to join us next week for another episode of Between the Mats.